Are you ready? A shot of wrestling episode 235. And the wait, wait, go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the best that you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my car. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan, it's a boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the best that you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 235 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, joined, as always, my own little personal elf on the shelf, Hollywood Mark Schwann. Marcus, how you doing? How you feeling this week? You call me an elf on the shelf? Yeah, tis the season, bro. Tis the season. I, I've been called a lot of things in my life before, but I have never been called an elf Dick, on the shelf. asshole, douchebag, narcissist. I figured elf yeah, on the yeah, sh- those. Those, yeah, yeah, all of those. I figured elf on the shelf would be uh, more festive. I, I feel like a little bitch, though. Why? Yeah, Elf in the Shelf, it's, it's, it's kind of like a bitch role. No. Kids love him. He reports right to Santa Claus. He has a lot of magical powers. See, see, you said right there, reports right to Santa Claus. Yes. So I'm a little bitch. No, you're a helper. You say helper, I, I, I hear bitch. That, well, you were raised with maids and servants, so that's how your warped view on life is. So I guess... Uh... <laughs> That's how you uh, go back to the narcissist, douchebag, asshole. Okay. That's <laughs> ah, now, there we go. There okay. Is. Oh, you're talking about me. Okay, cool. Yeah, of course. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, Mark. I'm, uh, I'm okay. Hanging in there. How are you doing? It's Christmas week, baby. Yeah, I could you not all right? care less. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we are recording the show on Friday, which means we are a week away from Christmas. I have done no shopping. If I do shopping online, it's not going to get here on time. Everyone's getting fucking gift cards. Uh, we usually we usually get a Christmas bonus for work, which I use to port Christmas presents. We're not getting one this year. If we are, it's, we're, getting, oh? we're getting it after Christmas, which makes huh. no fucking sense. So that even kills oh, my spirit man. more. I'm supposed to get a couple days off from work. My boss, who lives with her nephew's girlfriend, has COVID. So now she has to quarantine until she gets her results, which means I have to go to work every day. Uh, it's just... It's been a rough, long week, Mark. I'm happy it's over. I'm happy here drinking with you. I see you're drinking this week off the meds. I'm off the meds, dude. Fun show. Um, Good to go. Although that implies I was on the meds when we did last week's show. Definitely on something. I can't remember. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but Moderna vaccine got approved this week, so uh, another vaccine is going to be in the rounds, Mark. Uh, we're we're uh, almost there, Mark. Almost there. We're almost there. Oh, we're halfway there. Got it. I'll have to pay for the rest of that if you finish that song. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we don't have the means to do that right now. No. Not even close. COVID fucked us all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mark, usually you have to set the announcements to the end of the show. So before we start the show, how about we start with an announcement? One of the biggest announcements of the show's history, I think, Mark. Are we doing this? We're, we're going to break it down? We're going to break it down right now at the top of the show. I've been talking about it for weeks, Mark. My favorite show of the year is coming up, the year-end awards. I found out that the math today, our fifth annual year-end awards. I, I, were you sweating? Because I noticed you had a yellow, yellow bead going on when you did the math. Yeah, it took a little, took a little some time. Uh, our fifth annual year. I, I thought it was our fourth one. 
but it's our fifth annual year in the award. So congratulations! It was to, hard for you. <laughs> congratulations to me. Wow, um, you pulled Sammy Zane right there. Yeah, gave yourself a gave yourself an award. Yeah, the fifth annual. Uh, we're gonna call it the Putties. Speaking of narcissists, narcissists, <laughs> but Mark, for the first time in the show's history, we are going live. We are not writing it down. We are going live, like a like a real radio sh- show. Mark, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna do live streaming live all over the world. It's a uh, we're gonna have it on pod streaming via Podbean. So uh, once we find out more details, take to do our social medias when we'll release more details of when and how you can listen to us and how you can get involved, whether via texts, comments, or or even tweet at us. You know, tweet at us live and I, I trust me i'm all over that shit so i'll, I'll take a look and we, we can bring up your comments uh commentary on our, our slammies and our voices or whatever and uh, we'll bring that up i i'm i'm stoked for this man like you know i've been a huge advocate of going live for quite some time and I, i'm glad you're coming to the coming to the, to the dark side here putty we're well, doing this well you're lucky because uh chris was on friday so uh <laughs> we can't really do it on christmas no we can't really do it then but uh yeah, it's funny. So we, we told Green Man about this, right? And I love his in, initial reaction. Oh, that's great. You guys go, oh, it's a Facebook Live. Yeah. Going, it's live. Who are we doing? Like, Putty doesn't do video. Nope. We're not doing I want to do video so bad for this, but you you don't want it. No, I was thinking about that too. Like, But we're going live on Podbean. We're going to stream it live as if it was an actual radio show, like I mentioned. So there's no video component to it. So if we were to do it a simulcast via like uh, Instagram or something like that, the audio might not be there. No, probably not. So probably not. Uh, let's, let's 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 do baby steps. Let's start, let's try the audio first. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So you're saying there's a chance potentially that shot of wrestling we can get a video live too? Are, are you saying is it, we, do we have a chance here for that? There's also I'm also saying there's a chance that Jets could win the Super Bowl next year. Awesome! I'm pumped for that. So um, let's sign take, me up. Take it one step at a time. Again, we're going live. We've done the show live to tape before. That's how the show started. We was live to tape. We recorded the whole show, beginning to end, and then posted it. But now we got more advanced, more professional. So we, you know, we cleaned up a little bit, Mark. Get all the, the ums and ahs and re- repetitiveness. It sound, you know, decent. But now we're going live. So, uh, see, that's are you nervous? Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Why? Why are you nervous? I just feel, the, the ums, the ahs, the dead air. The uh, it's like I like to sound professional. Dead air. Between. We don't have dead air. You're doing it now on purpose, mm. though. <laughs> so yeah, again. So our year end awards, the fifth annual putties next week, December twenty sixth, live on Podbean Saturday, eight o'clock p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned to our social medias, or at least how you can listen. And how you can get involved in the conversation. We also be releasing the categories as the weeks go on. Maybe you can uh, chime in with your. I think we're going to disagree a lot, Mark. So we got a lot of tiebreakers coming in. I mean, we we have a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of matches to go over with this. I mean, uh, it's endless, you know, because we're covering WWE. Uh, you know, both SmackDown and Raw, and also NXT. We have AEW. We have Impact. Uh, so, that, you know, we have a lot of ground to cover, man. A lot of uh, the, the pool is wide open. For the first time, yeah, we're going to have all encompassing. So it's going to be a, not only is my favorite show, but now it's going to be more more thought provoking, more diverse. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Can't wait, Mark. Live, the 26th, 
Shot of Wrestling goes live. Live from New York. It's, it's Saturday night. Saturday night. So I was going to say that. I don't, know if we, I don't know if we can legally say that or have to pay for that. I don't too. know if we can legally. Yeah. We may have to bleep that whole thing out. <laughs> Maybe. We'll get your agent involved, right? He can, he can clean it up for us, right? Yeah, right. So that's exciting news, Mark. I'm really excited about that. Let's see how this goes. Speaking of news, shall we hop right into it? Man, you, just, you suck at transitions too, man. Let's get into the news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Putty. So a new NXT series is reportedly being planned. Triple H recently assembled a team to oversee a new NXT show. Gabe Sapolsky is leading that team. The show will apparently be an NXT minor league system. It was described as an NXT for NXT. Hmm. Well, there's no word on when the new show will premiere. The original goal was to premiere in early 2021, but the show has been delayed and will likely be delayed again. So my question to you, buddy, is why is WWE doing this? Uh, don't they already have something kind of like this, you think, like in 205 Live? Yeah, I have no clue what this is going to be. Like, NXT for NXT is a great way of putting it because that's what NXT was. NXT was developmental. Right. NXT was the minor leagues until Triple H took over and made, blew it up to what it was now. Uh, that's, I thought the developmental was the performance center and those classes they take. But then I thought the NXT of NXT was NXT UK. Like people start NXT. But that's, that, that's that's specifically UK though. I mean, you gotta think. There, I mean, there, there's uh, yeah, but a lot of people start in you like Tony St- Tony Storm, Ray Ripley, no, of course, and then yeah. uh, the other guy, Pete Dunne. They start in NXT UK, then come up to NXT. So I, I figured NXT UK was the new NXT minor leagues, but now it's not the case. So I don't know what they're thinking here. Good luck. I mean, they they picked the right person to do it too. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Gabe, uh, for people that think, oh, that name sounds familiar. Uh, you know, he was in charge of Evolve. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of WWE talent has come from there. Um, and, and some of the new recent signees came from there. So, you know, you, you're going to have that going on. Evolve has been around for how long? I, I forget. They, they were a main staple here in the Tri-State area, you know, rocking and rolling. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're gonna have someone do a developmental league, he was WWE, also part of a uh, Ring of Honor too for a while. Gabe Sapolsky. He was also part of Ring of Honor too. Yes, good call, buddy. Thank you. So, I mean, you, you hired the right person. You obviously hired the right team there. It's just, you know, my question is, it's just, um, I still view the NXT as a developmental system. I think you're I, in a I minority lately. I think I am okay. I am in minority of that, but you know, but it, it, it how is it not? You know, I mean. People are still talking about Rhea Ripley, right? She's a big star. It's like, oh, one day she's going to get called up to the main roster. The main roster, they still talk about people getting called up to the main roster. So if you're treating NXT as an equal to Raw and SmackDown, why are, we still, why are we still talking about NXT talent being called up to the main roster? Habit? Unless a habit? No. I, I still think it's still viewed in a way subconsciously as a developmental brand. Subconsciously, uh, yeah. That's, that's the way it was for years. Now it's more of an even – it's on cable network. It's going against their quote-unquote closest it's rival. Network. It's cable network because WWE wanted to have something on the air to rival AEW. So that's why that's why they put it on the cable network. But like, I don't know, man. Like NXT of NXT, I, I don't know. What, what is that even going to look like? Because NXT, I, I think their product does look more developmental-like. It's more like underground-ish. It's not the same production value as you would see at Raw and SmackDown. Uh, not to say it's like so much less in price, but it's made to look a certain way. But you know, so you take that away, 
what's this NXT of NXT going to look like? What are they going to call it? Are they going to are they going to shoot this at a gymnasiums? <laughs> I, I, I I'm just very curious to see how this is going to go. Yeah, you're asking a lot of questions, and there's not enough answers yet. I think uh, we've got to wait, give it time, because what is this going to look like? Is this going to be another show we're going to watch on the network? Would you watch this? Not religiously. Right. I might well, check it out. Like, if people in, like in uh, all Joe, fairness, if we're going to see people like Joe Gacy get involved, the new signees, people that we know. Well, well we know them, right. Watch them, de- watch them develop into something like a – it's going to be a TV show. They're, they're going to – to trying to show Gabe how to write for TV, I know that part. It's going to be some sort of TV show, but uh, maybe see how they develop. That'd be interesting. But then, what, what does this mean for NXT? Though I, I feel like then this has to elevate NXT more so to the next level. I mean, there has to be a big separation point between the two. I think there will be. I think I think there will be. I think they, I think if this idea has come this far that we're talking about on the podcast, I think they have the map in place. I think it's going to be a success if it's done right, and it sounds like all the right people are in place. I think it's more of a success of anything for the talent that will be involved. Yeah, I, I think that's a great opportunity for them. I, don't like, get me wrong. If it's going to be on the network gonna, and more TV time, more eyes on you, does not hurt. But if they're branding it as a certain product, uh, I'm not too sure because I think initially the idea was to have this more as like to replace like the live shows, uh, not mm-hmm. necessarily be televised. But now with all what's going on with the pandemic, uh, now they're talking about televising this, and that's why they were. Uh, you know, Triple H was coaching Gabe and some of the other writers and the agents and how to work for, for WWE TV uh, because they, they want to put this as a TV product instead of just going to the, these dark live shows. So, I mean, obviously the pandemic messed things up a bit. Obviously, it's been delayed and delayed again as a result. So, I mean, there's a lot of hypotheticals here that we talk about is that as far as like, will this be even getting off the ground? Yeah, it's still early. I don't think anything's going to be in place until this pandemic gets uh, cleared up. I think I would rather, maybe it's just me here, that NXT of NXT, I would kind of rather see it be more of like a tough enough thing, not a competition show, but have these guys, watch these guys train, learn in the ring, and uh, develop their characters, develop their promos. See that right. aspect no, of it, I'm... not just another NXT show. Give me a different... That, that would be cool. Give us something a little bit different, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, well, tough enough without the competition. About let me just see all these all the new trainees come involved and show us how you train like them. A how real world type of deal. Yeah, to get us like emotionally involved in these characters, or not necessarily even the characters, but like you know these people of who they are, and get us involved in their journey. Yeah, learn where they and, came from, their background, their, how they get their names, the characters, and move sets. I'll be more interested in seeing that than just NXT light. Would that do them more justice? You think, or as a whole, it would peel the curtain back. I think mm. I think it'll get more eyes because we don't see that anywhere else, right? I think right. That... I, I, I think there's no harm in trying something new. I, I think WWE at this point, uh, we're, we're going to get to this in a bit, uh, but you know WWE definitely should start switching things up instead of just going to the old same old. And uh, because obviously it's been getting stale, as we're going to get to in just a little bit. But moving on, Putty, uh, going on to AEW here. Uh, there's said to be some controversy within AEW over recent comments made by Jim Ross. JR had this to say regarding old finishers being used as regular moves. Let's play that clip. No, that evolution of the business is bullshit. Or the business is evolving. How the fuck do you know it's evolving? Not you, Conrad, but in general. Uh, Come on. Yes, they should be protected. Of course they should. Well, we don't sell right left hands. If you hit me with your left, I'll register. But if you hit me with that right, I'll sell like a drunk man. Well, come on. So stupid. The DDT's a finisher. 
and instead of a transition spot, Sean Michael, same thing. They were kidding him about, but they're ribbing on the square. That's exactly the way it is. The super kicks are just a part of the, of, of the flow of a match. Nobody wins with it. So that, what's it say to you? Does it say that back in the day, guys were more proficient at delivering a DDT or a super kick than they are in this generation where things are evolving. Things are changing in the wrestling business. I want some proof of that shit. I want someone to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is, uh, is, is what it is today. And that, uh, it's making a difference. It, it may be what it is in some people's eyes, but is it making a difference? I say no. So I told a kid the other day at AEW said, everybody does the same fucking spot. All you guys get outside, you cluster up like quail. You stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together side by side so that you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top who never wins with this move. And they don't get an advantage with this move. It's, you know, they're looking for a, the, the, the holy shit chance. What got that going? I think they love to hear those. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is awesome. It's a spot folks. It's a trapeze act. One unnamed wrestler provided this following statement on the comments. Look, I know there's a lot that JR can teach us about, uh, but burying us on the show or on his podcast only going to make some of us ignore what he says. I grew up watching JR and he is the best and we love it that he calls our matches, but maybe find a different way to criticize the wrestlers in the ring. Uh, Everyone is doing what they have been taught. I agree that sometimes things need to be slowed down, but that won't happen when the guy who is supposed to help put us over is going out there and publicly burying us. I don't know, buddy. Is JR right to call out the talent of AEW on his own podcast? Yeah, I think so. I don't really specifically hear him call out AEW wrestlers. I took it as a wrestlers in general. We had this conversation, me, you, Eric Jaden, me, you, uh, TJ Marconi, me, you, Green Man. Green Man. We had this conversation many times where people... Even Carson Ehoff, who who was a fan, he's not even involved in wrestling. I mean, we had a conversation about this with. Uh, Shrikel's super kick was his finishing move. When he hit the super kick, he was done. Lights out. But now everybody's hitting super kicks. Jim Ross made a great point where you see that spot where eight people are cluttered up in a, in a huddle, and then some guy just jumps off the top rope and knocks everybody out. Did you see on Twitter? Uh, I forgot which wrestler it was from AEW, but he, he tweeted about doing a, that spot on purpose now next time because of Jim Ross comments. That's going to be a like, mistake. M- m- mocking Jim Ross. Oh, well, he was pulled from the match. Good. It, it, it didn't happen. Good. So, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just insane that, you know, you have Jim Ross, argu- arguably one of the best minds in the business. I mean, he's helped so much. Uh, again, with some of these classic moments in WWE history backstage and help make a lot of people famous, right? And uh, Jim Ross is going to offer his critique on his podcast. And mind you, mind you, we don't necessarily know how many times he may have said this to people in the back privately. And they, they obviously probably ignored his advice. And to the point where he was vocally frustrated enough to talk about this on his podcast. And, and if people mock him or throw it back in his face... I think that just speaks to the generation that we live in today. How amazing was it as a kid to watch Jake the Snake Roberts win match after match with the DDT, a, mat, a move I he invented. He's, he's giving credit yeah. with inventing. And that was the lights out. Now DDT right. starts the match. <laughs> a, a conversation, talk, talk about conversations before. I think me, you, and uh, Hank Flanagan had this conversation about the DDT. Jake Roberts taught him that move. Right. And to see people 
like using it as just like a punch, it takes away. Like so, it, it totally if, does. if you're gonna hit somebody with a DDT in like the middle of a match, but Hank Flanagan's not, winning his match with a DDT, is he more powerful? Do you suck? Is he better than you, or is it just? And Jim Ross also makes a very valid point because we do commentary. You know, you know, our job is to put the wrestlers over, to put the in-ring action over, right? yeah. and to help tell a story. Now, w- w- how is Jim Ross supposed to help put these people over when someone kicks out of, out of one from a DDT? And, and what was he supposed to say? Like, oh, well, I guess he's not good as Jake Snake Roberts, or yeah. I, I, I guess the guy doesn't know how to do a DDT. Like, that doesn't do any justice. No. So this, how, how are you supposed to sell that? This has been a thorn of many of the conversations, so I totally agree with him. But what do you do? How do you solve this problem? People are still going to do fucking super kicks left and right. People are still going to do you know, that's, that's my biggest pet peeve. I, I used to love the super kick. My favorite finisher move of all time, sweet chin music. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can even call my finish my favorite finisher anymore because of the fact that how many times do we see it in, in one match? We pretty much have a super kick party anytime the Young Bucks are in the ring. Yep. I, I can't stand it, man. It, it's my biggest pet peeve with that when I see that shit. Uh, and listen, you can add the Stone Cold Stunner to the list as well. That's getting up there. It's getting up there. Even the great John Cena. We saw Stone Cold get pissed about this, right? When John Cena did the the springboard stunner in a WrestleMania match against Rusev for the first time. Rusev kicked out like one pretty much. Stone Cold went off on his podcast about that. And you can't blame him. You you have these guys uh, and and girls who busted their butts for years trying to put this move over and, and, and make a name for themselves using that said move only for it to get what? get like a shit treatment years later and i get it I, I i get like you know these newer wrestlers uh they feel like they're paying homage in a way right like oh i love Shawn michaels Shawn michaels great so I, I want i want to use super kick in my move arsenal oh so do i i love Shawn michaels i'm gonna use super kick too hey don't forget about me i want to use super kick i i lost Shawn michaels all my life can we stop with the shit please can we stop you want to idolize Shawn michaels you want to idolize jake the snake roberts Stop using their fucking moves. <laughs> stop, stop using it. You, you know how you idolize them? You treat this business with respect. Right? How, how about this? This is what you do if you don't idolize these people, if you don't pay homage to them. You work on your character. You work on selling. You work on ring psychology. You work on your look. You work on cutting a fucking promo. Because I, like, pretty much 75% of people in wrestling today can't cut a promo. Or they don't know their, who the character is. I'm sorry to say it, they're, they're great in the ring. They're, they're all athletically gifted. I think this is the most athletically gifted group of wrestlers in history of wrestling. But w- w- what else do they have? Because eventually athleticism gets old. I, I wouldn't Which mind I seeing uh, people use a super kick. I wouldn't mind people seeing using a DDT, for, like Dolph Ziggler, for example. Like if he's having a hard-fought match and all of a sudden nothing's working, he pulls out a super kick and he wins with it. Not just right. using it to catch a breath. If you're going to use it, use it as your fucking finisher, right? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a story to tell. I totally agree with Jim Ross, man. This is something that's been a thorn on my side. It's been bothering me for a while, and I uh, glad he said something. Hopefully, people start listening to him. Hey, the man with respect. Amen. Uh, moving on, buddy. So, USA Network officials are reportedly upset with the recent WWE Raw ratings. Monday's yeah, no TLC shit. Go home. <laughs> Monday's TLC Go Home edition of Raw drew an average of 1.527 million viewers. Down 12% from last week's 1.737 million viewers. Monday's show drew a new all-time low in total viewership, a new all-time low in viewership for each hour, and a new all-time low in key demographic. Furthermore, last week's AEW Dynamite episode drew a 
0.45 rating in key demographic of 18 to 49 year olds, which beat every hour of this week's draw in that same demo. So WWE officials aren't the only ones who had a big reaction to this week's record, record low numbers, as there was a similar reaction to the USA Network. So USA Network management is furious with the drop in ratings, and they want more dark, and they want it to be more violent. That's what they want their content to be. Could we see the rebirth of the Attitude Era here? And uh, will that be enough to save the ratings for Monday Night Raw? It sounds like a familiar question. Uh, no, we're never going to see the Attitude Era again. No, 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 no. Almost, I'm not yeah, saying to see the saying, Attitude I, Era. I'm, I'm saying people think that. Yeah, we're going to see something similar to that. I know the Attitude Era came about because Vince McMahon had to adapt. The kids from the 80s, early 90s were growing up. They didn't want to see clowns and monkeys and monsters fighting each other, good guys versus bad guys. They want to get more edgier product as we got older and maturity hit. So I think that now you locked in those kids from the early 2000s, early 2000s, in our, in our 20s now. Uh, God, I'm old. Those kids you locked in during that PG era, now they're old. They want something more edgier. They want something more serious, something that AEW here is giving them. So yeah, I think we're going to see a different, if Vince is smart enough to listen, which he has to. I think he has no choice at this point. I think he has no choice. And, he needs uh, to get the yes men around him. He needs to start saying, hey, Vince, you got to look at this. So I think if he starts listening to what the network wants, which is something he's pretty been open to, I think we will see difference. I know they want to do a reset after Royal Rumble. Uh, which no, is a perfect time. Perfect I think, time to do it. I think he was talking about, I read somewhere today, he's asking people who who's not being utilized that we could push, which is something I'd never heard from Vince McMahon say before in recent memory. Yeah. He's usually said the exact opposite. So I think uh, good things are coming. I think that if, if it's done right, we're going to see a different era. It won't be the Attitude Era. But I think it'll be something worth watching. I think it'll save Raw's ratings, absolutely. But who knows? It could be better, even. I mean, you look back in the Attitude Era, I mean, like none of that shit would pretty much get past today. No. Uh, it, it's almost cringe watching it. I mean, there were some classic moments in there. But, like, you know, it's it's a completely different day now. Like You, you can't do half that shit anymore. So the Attitude Era that we know, that we remember, will never, ever happen again. But I think what WWE definitely has to do is they, they have to look back is to look at the attitude area and examine, all right, so what worked? Why did it work? And how can we tra- translate that to today? A big part of what it worked was competition with WCW. That, that was huge. And I, I think AEW, I think they recognize AEW slowly as competition right now. It may not be to the level of what Nitro is uh, or was back then, but Dynamite has the potential to be that competition. But I think what the key thing was, was storylines, compelling storytelling. Uh, continuity, characters, characters. You know, just the the, uh, the emotional element involved uh, in every single wrestler that was there, right? And and in a way, allowing them to be more themselves, to have that trust in the talent. I don't necessarily know how far they'll go with that because I know uh, it seems like CM Punk maybe have ruined that for Vince McMahon. But who knows? I mean, he he's got to try something. You know, and this is the only thing that they haven't tried, really, is to kind of revisit those old days. Yeah, as we said before, obviously, it's got to be cleaned up quite a bit. But going dark, going violent, going, I think, more real. I, I think that what they have to evaluate, too, is, hey, I mean, a lot of people, they, 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 have, they have easy access to go to the Internet and see what's going on in these wrestlers' lives, whether it be Twitter or, or Instagram or uh, TikTok, even, or even just um, 
the, the dirt sheets and maybe play up on that, you know, maybe play up in, the, in these wrestlers, their, their real personalities a bit. Yeah, they'll do something. A lot keep of, it fresh, man. You're an AEW guy. A lot of people, one of my, another pet peeve of mine is like, watching WWE isn't cool anymore. I talk about it all the time. AEW is a cool thing. WWE is lame and old, and I don't watch WWE anymore. How many people do you hear? Oh, I don't watch WWE anymore. I only watch AEW now. They abandon ship. Do you think this change, of course, will bring people back into WWE, or do you think it's just too, like, WWE's old. I'm, I'm all AEW now. Do you think they'll have a chance how, of winning these viewers back? It depends how they do it, man. I think right off the bat, like, you know, Vince McMahon goes on TV uh, and announces, like, you know, this whatever revolution he's going to do. If, if he goes on TV and makes his and makes his major announcement, like, hey, you know, we have the Attitude Era 2.0, whatever the hell he's going to call it, uh, you know, that's going to bring eyes to the TV right away. I, I think there's going to be that curiosity factor. Uh, they definitely have to hit home runs, swing right off the gate. Uh, and I, I think eventually he'll gain that following back. Uh, will it take away completely from AEW? Not if AEW plays it right, and I think they would. I, I think it's just going to be a very interesting time for wrestling. Going back to my point, I think uh, something I remember a lot of people saying, criticism, is the people on the W roster that we want to see aren't getting pushed. But then again, you have Drew McIntyre as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You know, you, they, they've done different things to push these certain people. It's just still not working. Uh, I, I think the problem is, is that they push these certain people, but then they, they don't give them necessarily a good storyline uh, or, or they change up the character. Like, I hate when all of a sudden a face is like, hey, look at me. I'm a good guy now. Hey, it doesn't work, man. It's transparent. Let them be them. You know, Roman Reigns is the best he's ever been because they're, they're letting him be more him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing with the storylines. They're only – it's working for WWE. If you notice, like, any of the things that they're doing well are some very good, compelling stuff. But they're only doing it with a few key people. If they do it all across the board, hey, you might have something here. I know one of the names thrown around is I talked about talked to a lot of people too. Cesaro, people wanted to be Cesaro, get a decent push, maybe money in the bank contract run, or give him some sort of title picture. But he's always floundering in the tag team division for some reason. Right. And Vince is really serious about pushing those people we want to see, not people he wants to see. I think hopefully Cesaro is a name we'll see come to the forefront. Here's the thing: you, you, like, you can't just push someone and give them like that push because if you push someone, right? Like, say Cesaro gets that, gets that rub, get, gets, gets the World Heavyweight Championship, becomes a main event guy, right? That's going to be cool for a little bit, but eventually it's going to be stale if you don't give him something to do. If you don't give him a... Oh, yeah, a, that, that goes without saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they've been doing wrong. I mean, that's what they did wrong with, with Kofi Kingston. Uh, that's what they did wrong with Becky Lynch. Roman Reigns. That's what they did with Roman Reigns. Uh, that's what they did... Okay, and, right. and, that's what they're doing with Drew McIntyre. Wrestling fans are fucking marks, bro. They're, they're so finicky. They want something, you give it to them, they don't want it anymore. Ugh. Yes, yes and no. Yes and no. I agree with that. But at the same time, I don't because give them more. Don't just give them what they want, but give them a reason to want this. You know, yeah, And that should go without saying. But uh, they, they just It's almost like WWE just like stops short. It's like, all right, I gave you what you wanted. Now uh, I'm just going to allow this to fail, so you want something else. See so what happens in 2021, Mark. I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. Um, I'm excited too, man. I'm like, follow this closely. Because, you know, dude, not for nothing, I think the most exciting thing right now on Monday Night Raw is Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, I, I, that that storyline is very compelling to me. It's dark. It's gritty. Uh, it, it makes you want to know what's going to happen next. But that's it. That's all they got. 
But why is it interesting? Because it's telling a fucking story. Yep. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> all right, great. That's all the news for Mark, right? Anything else we want to talk about? No, that's it. Happy birthday, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Trish Stratus. Happy birthday, Trish Stratus. Uh, yeah, good for her. Love me, and, Trish Stratus. Uh, I understand uh, Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes, they're expecting. So congratulations. Congratulations to them. Yeah, I saw that. Well done. That was a nice little video they did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- those are some very positive good news today. Oh, he was Stone Cold's in his 50s. Yeah, I believe that. I it, it just it's it just wild. I feel old when I saw that. He's like Stone Cold's like what 55, 56. I'm like Jesus Christ. Dude still looks great though. All right, you know I like to end the news on some happy notes. So let's end there and let's get into some TV takedown. All right. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mark. Another week down in the books. Another week where I watched all 11 hours, and my Wednesday nights have opened up. So now I can watch both AEW and NXT on Wednesday nights again. Instead of picking what one over the other. Matt Singer's over. Is, is that it? Yeah, man. I got like 11 right this season. I was fucking on fire. <laughs> I was in fuego. So fucking proud of myself. Destroyed my boss. We had a competition. I destroyed her. She only got two right. I got like 11 or 10 or 11. Ugh. All right. So for anyone that's listening, uh, you can't see this, but Putty has the biggest smile I've seen like all year. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I have a hidden talent. I'm a great ear for voices. And uh, finally, it took 37 years, but now I got a chance to, you know, use it. And for what? Bragging rights over my fucking boss. Okay. And people at work. And now, whatever now name that tune's coming back. I need to get on that show because I could dominate that show as well. Way off topic. Way off topic. Way off topic, man. We're talking about wrestling TV, not TV in general. I could talk about TV all day. So let's... Uh... We were talking about the Mandalorian. So let's uh, let's move on to wrestling, I guess. Fair enough. Shall, shall I start? As always, ladies first. Dick. All right. So my takedown moment of the week. I'm giving it to Impact, brother. Really? Give me. Yeah. I can't. I don't know why I just said Buddy and Putty at the same time there. Close <laughs> um, enough. Close enough. Giving it to the Bullet Club. They're reunited. Kenny Omega. Team up with the Good Brothers once again. I, I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, I, I feel like they were teasing that uh, last week. They made some mentions. But here we are. We're seeing it. It seems like we're going to have a main event match in next pay-per-view between uh, the new the Bullet Club reunited against, uh, who is it? Uh, Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Yeah. Buddy, uh, what do you think of this, man? You think this is going to be like a long-lasting thing or it's going to be one and done? Probably one and done. Are you happy? Because this is something you've been talking about since this happened. Like, oh, we're gonna see the reunion of the Bullet Club. Can we see the reunion of the Bullet Club? Bullet Club? Now you got it, Mark. You, like, so you, I'm assuming it met your expectations so far. I think it's pretty cool. Like, so far, so far. I um, I'm hoping it's more of like a slow play. I'm curious to see if we're gonna see see them show up on Dynamite one week. Uh, see how that plays out. Uh, dude, there's a lot they can do here with this. I, I don't know if it's gonna be one and done. I don't think it is. I, I think we're, from what I could tell, they're trying to really slow play this. I kind of expected I, I them to come. I kind of expected them to come out at at the dynamite when uh, Pac came out with the Lucha Brothers, right? So it's three on one. I, I I was like, oh, maybe this is where the Good Brothers come out to make it three. Maybe next three. week, but that didn't happen. So maybe next week. I don't know. So that would be interesting, man. It keeps the crossover going. 
is it a crossover? Um, no, week two's down. I'm like, okay, still not sure where they're going with this. You have the quote unquote, um, they purchased on air commercial on Impact. You know, Tony Khan and uh, Tony yeah, Schiavone. and they're taking cheap shots at Impact. Commentary on Dynamite was taking cheap shots at Impact. Jim Ross said, "I'm I'm so happy uh, Kenny Omega could bring the viewership from to Impact from one to six people." <laughs> yeah, but Impact's not doing anything in return, so I don't understand why they're taking cheap shots at Impact. Impact's not taking shots at them. Maybe we're getting there. I I think honestly, there's no ref- there's no reference to him being on Impact, his involvement in any way on Impact. So it's two different shows. It seems like it's two different characters. That there's no, there doesn't seem to be any cross promotion at all, except those quote unquote on air commercials for Impact. So again, what right. I don't see what the point of this is. Does it still make you interested? Does it still make you want to tune in and figure out why what's going on here? Because I think that's the goal. I, 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 I no, it doesn't. I am really? going to tune in because I am a fan of Don Callis. Uh, Kenny Omega is somebody I have heard a lot about. I think. He seems like somebody I would like be a fan of. So him being paired with Don Callis, I'm curious. I, I'm loving them together. So I will tune in to see them together, but not because of this impact crossover. See, you know what I hate when storylines are rushed? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, yeah. and I think we see a lot of that wrestling. I feel like it's sadly enough, it's kind of become like a new norm for storylines uh, just to be rushed and pushed along and then on to the next. I, I, what I see here is a storyline that's being treated like, you know, with a lot of delicacy. You know, they're, they're, they're slow playing this along. I see a lot of nuggets here that we can string along, like little, little seeds are being planted along the way. I, I don't necessarily think this is going to be like a one and done thing. I don't think this is going to be a, a, a storyline that's going to take place over two pay-per-views. I see this that could take multiple months to carry on, and I, I think it's going to lead to something major between the two companies because it, it seems it's very really two independent I, I think so. right now i i think so i think it's going to be between two companies because otherwise why do you have tony khan and, and tony shivani uh tony shivani uh on impact two shows in a row talking about like you know the commercial promoting it should be the other way know, around because impact aw doesn't need the promotion impact does the impact should be having on-air promotions on uh dynamite but either way i impact is is being played like they're the good guys right now as far as like oh they're not taking shots whatever it's going to probably get to the point where they're going to be forced to retaliate that's what i see maybe and and when when that happens all bets are off man i'm just curious i just don't see what how they're intertwined i don't see what the point of don Callis is doing in here i mean i know he's they're saying he's going to leave impact and join aw and this is his way out which is great because as a manager i think he'd be fucking fantastic I, he, I think he's crushing it right now. But I just don't, I, I I just don't like see... They, they got a, the a, a CM Punk, Paul Heyman vibe. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, good, that's a great analogy. I just don't see the point of him being on Impact if they're not going to talk about it on AEW. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I think these are great questions that you're asking, and I, I think it's designed on purpose. Maybe. I mean, it's only week two. Like I said, it could be a long thing, so we'll tune in next week. Because like, then, like, why, why even have Tony... Uh, both Tonys, yeah, on impact for that matter. Two weeks in a row, if if it's just all just for Kenny Omega, I, I think it's got to be something else. It has to be. And they're taking the shot. The cheap shots are there, and I, like you said, there, there's got to be a reason for them. If Impact's not taking shots back, right? They're not taking. 
But also, you know, impact has time. impact has no grounds to take shots. It's impact. It's a D list network. The ratings are a fraction of what they got. What shots can they take at AEW? I say wait for it. Okay, I will. I say, I say, I say wait for it, man. I, I I think honestly, this could be one of the biggest storylines we've seen in a very long time. I think this has a lot of potential and I think they're aware of it. And that's why they're not rushing it because when they, if they rush something like this, it's going to flop. It's absolutely going to flop. And I think they know that. Do you think this will keep AEW viewers tuned into impact? If impact keeps doing a good job, then yeah. Are they doing I a good job? It's only week two, but they said you, you liked what they did with the bullet club. I know the bullet club is like, like 20 people big, but I guess these are the main guys right now that could be about, who are in WWE, right. I guess. Right, but, you know, keep in mind, I mean, Impact, they do have some solid matches. They have a lot of solid talent there. You know, so so long as they keep doing what they've been doing for the last year and staying consistent, then, then yeah, I, I think this will uh, bring AEW, AEW viewers to Impact. Because keep in mind, a lot of people, including myself, for a long time, I, I completely have written off Impact. Because we remember what it was back in the day. It's like, what, you watch Impact? What, you, you fucking loser? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine. You said the same thing to me when I told you about it. Dick. Right. And I and I had the same reaction. Someone was like, hey, man, by the way, do you watch Impact? And he's like, no, you joking? Uh, I was just like, dude, trust me. I, it's, it's really good. I know you type of wrestling fan that you are. I think you'll like this. It's not what it was beforehand. Yeah. I, and I call myself, dude, I sound like Buddy right now. <laughs> You're welcome. But I think this is, is a great way. If, if for um, you know, if you're a fan of AEW, I think you can easily like Impact. Didn't Kenny Omega appear in AAA too last weekend? He did, yeah. So that could be part of the storyline as well. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's I don't see where they're going with it. It seems like it's two different storylines. There's no intermingling, and uh, we'll find out when week three. Mark, maybe you're right. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. it's a slow build. What do you got, Putty? What was your takedown? A match I've seen already, but this match I think was better than the last one. Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne on NXT. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, match, yeah. this match had it all, man. It had chain wrestling, submission wrestling, hard strikes all throughout the match. I believe it was over 20 minutes, which is something you don't get to see on a two-hour show these days. Some people are calling it match of the year. It's up there, yeah. We'll find out next week. Live, Saturday, 26th. <laughs> Shameful plug. Yeah, and this was their second match. And they, they started the War Games match. They had the ladder match prior to that. And I think these guys just have great chemistry together. And I could watch these guys go. It was, a, I mean, how quick they transitioned from move to move to move. It was like, holy shit, this match is... Mission moves too, man. It was just, yeah. it, it was really cool. Stuff that, you know, I haven't really seen uh, as far as those, those type of transitions. Very, uh, very the... quick transitions. It was amazing. Yeah. These guys are just phenomenal. I could watch these guys again. Yeah. Uh, Great talents right there. And that ladder oh, match was awesome. Say, they had, that ladder match they had was awesome. And this, for me, I feel like topped it. It just says a lot. Yeah, it was a pure wrestling match. Through yeah, and through. yeah, clinic. Now, with that being said, though, is Kyle O'Reilly, is he ready for that main event push? Is he a championship material? Can he beat Finn Balor? That I don't know. Again, I, I missed, was it Hollywood Havoc? When him versus Finn Balor, which I heard was a great match. I mean, he, he busted Finn Balor's yeah. jaw pretty well. Three places. Action. So I will be paying attention to this match at New Year's Evil, whenever that is, January 6th, I believe. But still can't get the job done. No, so maybe there's a reason for that. I'm surprised Kyler Raleigh is the guy that they're pushing now over Adam Cole, over the other guy. 
<laughs> Bobby Fish, Roderick no, Strong. Roderick Strong. I thought Roderick Strong was going to be the guy. And see Kyle O'Reilly come out. Um, surprise, he's the one. But he's delivering, man. I mean, he, he, he obviously delivered. He's, he's doing a fantastic job. I think, you know, uh, all four of those guys that you just mentioned, they're fantastic wrestlers, obviously. Uh, you know, if O'Reilly does wind up beating Finn Balor for the NXT championship. I mean, that opens a lot more questions too. Like, you know, what happens with undisputed era is Kyle O'Reilly. Now the main guy there, uh, how does Adam Cole react to that? But you know, I was the, thinking, I don't see him winning over Finn Balor now. Okay. I don't know if he's ready for that. And, but if he loses again, what does that, does that hurt him? That does hurt him though. I think. Yeah. I think so too. That, but that, I don't that, think he, I don't see, I think he's not ready for the strap yet. Unless this is going to start the, disbandment of undisputed error which we've been calling for for years now for some reason right i i think i think possibly i mean that's what we'll probably see you know i think that's the thing that makes the most sense because i i don't know it depends like i mean when you do the uh, randy orton angle with evolution triple h uh turns on him and uh right o'reilly wins and that, that could happen too does adam cole cost in the match have jealousy maybe does he like try quotation and try to help him but cost him the match? So there's a lot of ways to go here. I just don't see how this could go. Tune in to find out. Hundred percent, man. Like you know what? Hey, Finn Balor and in, in, in Kyle O'Reilly, uh, they have great chemistry. So I, I'm down to see this match. Quick question, Mark. Uh, you know, I just I've watched AEW the last couple weeks. I've watched it like months ago when it first came out. I haven't watched it in a while. But every time I see NXT. I always see a great freaking match. Mm. NXT's in-ring quality is fantastic. If not more than one match, is always one match that seals the show. I don't watch AEW, but reading reviews on AEW, I don't often see or read stories of a great match each week on AEW. Is the, okay. in, is the in-ring product of AEW as good as NXT? Or is it just very weak? weak and I'm just missing it. Is it like, are you, are you talking about like, you know, pretty much all across the card? Are you talking about like at least one match? Well, at least one match. This week was Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne. The other week it was Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne. The week before that was uh, Raquel Gonzalez in that latter match. I guess it was, was Shotsky Blackheart or somebody. I mean, like, you know, there, there is at least one match that always like, you know, catches my eye on AEW. I mean, this past week was uh, Cody Rhodes and... Uh, and and Helico, I think his name is. Reading reviews, uh, I'm like, oh, I hear NXT match. This is a great match, match of the night. But then when I hear, when I read AEW reviews, it's always like, this was a good match. This was an okay match. I don't never really consistently see great matches on AEW. Am I just missing it, or is it just I'm reading the wrong reviews? I think here's the thing: why why you don't? I think NXT wrestlers are more polished. Okay. Uh, keep in, keep in mind they went to they've been they've been at the performance center which is state of the art bar none nothing else that compares to that. Before, you th- uh, before the before the hate me, I'm not trying to knock AEW asking a legit question. I'm just trying to. No, no, no. It's a legit question, and, and you bring up a good point. Uh, AEW, keep in mind, you know, it's a lot of uh, indie talent. Now, some a lot of these indie talents, unfortunately, have developed bad habits because they've been in the indies for a long time, or they're not TV ready, or they're still trying to build chemistry with this roster, and because you also have mixed in. Uh, a lot of vets, of former yeah. WWE guys, or former guys have been traveling around. Uh, so, you know, you have that blend, and they're still, keep in mind, they just hit their first year. Uh, so you're not necessarily going to see like, home run matches all the time. Are they good matches? Yes. Uh, are they developing, are they improving week after week? 1,000%. 
Uh, you know, people talk about the women's roster being the weakest out of all the promotions, 1,000% true. But you know what I see when I watch AEW? Uh, I see improvement week after week after week. So uh, they're still competing. They're being very competitive with AEW, uh, with NXT, excuse me. They're actually often beating NXT in the ratings. With the article, I'm concerned about the in-ring product. It, it, if I'm reading different views, but the readings are the ratings are reflecting the opposite way. I'm like, what's going on here? It's just a hype. But all that, all that being said, though, I mean, like you, you're doing that as you're developing. So, I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. Are they hitting home run matches every single week? No, I, I will agree with that statement. Uh, are they developing quality matches? Are they developing quality storylines? Uh, Obviously, they have the story, uh, do they have compelling characters? One thousand percent. Obviously, the ratings are going up. Yeah, they have. There's something right there. It's just I don't. When I read the reviews again, because I don't watch it, it seems they're more favorable in ring is NXT over AEW. And I would say I would dare say actually the production value for AEW I think is better in NXT. Oh, absolutely. AEW is a major league. The show NXT is shot in a smaller. It's, right. It's, it, it's, it's designed to it, be it, shot differently. It seems like an underground fight. Yeah. Territory, you know that, that that's what it seems like in NXT. I'm just curious, Mark. Thanks for answering my question. No, no problem. I, I answered it honestly. Preach. All right, Mark. On that note, let's get some go home thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Well, Christmas is here. Christmas is among us. Yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> Buddy, how are you celebrating your holiday? With uh, my if everything goes according to plan, my best friend. Oh, dude, I'm not going to be there though. Jack Daniels. I mean, you can't you can't do anything, bro. You can't hang out with family. You can't really hang out with friends. Like I said, New Year's Eve, I'm going to probably be home doing nothing, hanging out with Jack Daniels yeah. again. So check this out. So uh, you know, I I think I told you in the side, uh, you know, New Year's Eve is it's it's my favorite holiday, yeah. and I'm super bummed the fact that this is going to be my first year not going out in like forever. Yeah, mine. Me too, right? man. Yeah. So my wife and I, we had a conversation. We were, we were watching TV, actually, right? And, you know, we, we live in an apartment building, and we hear, like, a lot of noise going on Saturday. Like, people, it sounded like a fucking party is going out there or whatever. It sounded like, it sounded like I was living back in a dorm room. And, we, and it was louder on our TV. We paused, like, what the fuck is going on out there, man? And this ridiculous. I feel like we both felt like we're back in the dorms. Like, might as well just open the door up, you know, start partying with the people out there, have, have have a natty ice going, okay. playing loud music. You know, I invite them on in to start bombs. gossiping on the TV. Yeah, beer pong. Sweet. You know, play beer pong all night. It's a Thursday night. You know, and I wake up late the next morning and get quesadillas. Right. Okay. Perfect. And my wife is like, "Why did we ever stop doing that?" I was like, "You know, we should we should do this one day. I mean, what, what do we have to lose? I mean, let's let's play. We have the table. We have beer. Let's let's play beer pong and play power and shit." She's like. You want to do that for New Year's Eve? Wow. I was like, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I was like, let's have a college throwback, me, me and you, for New Year's, right? Bust out the beer pong table, play Power Hour, you know, have like a playlist from back in the day, back when we were in college. Shit, wear our college outfits and, uh, you know, order some bad food and have a good time. Sounds good. I, yeah, man, we're following through. We're going to do this. We should do. I, I, I'm so amped. Is I saw and Jimmy Fallon did it with Post Malone have a virtual beer pong tournament. I was thinking about that, but I don't. How how does that work? You set the table up. So they say ten cups on your side, ten cups on the other side, and you do it like via Zoom. So they have the same right. setup. 
So when you sink a cup in, they how remove... are you sinking a cup if they're there? Oh, because you're shooting. You're shooting on the other side of the table. Whatever cup I you see. get in, they remove from their side of the table on their end of the screen. Right. So you are matching up. So it's, so it's like you're playing against each other. It took me a while. It was rather interesting how they did it because I would never have thought about doing that. But uh, they're a lot smarter than I am. But it just it seemed like that got me going. Like I could probably play virtual beer pong with somebody. That'd be fucking cool. We should do that. We should do that on the air one day. Let's do this. We should incorporate some sort of like wrestling trivia to it and like. Oh, then you're done. You're, you're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> you want to challenge wrestling trivia? You're gonna lose. <laughs> but we we incorporate beer pong into it though. Again, you're still gonna lose. No, I'm not because I'm a great beer pong player. Okay, I doubt that. Fucking amazing. Sure. Whatever you say. I'm stoked, man. We're going to order. We're actually going to order pizza bar. Oh, I love pizza barn. Yeah. Okay. So we're ordering that because that's right by me. My friend, my friend took me to their pizza barn in February for my birthday, right before the world blew up. I'm like, oh man, that's such a great place. I want to go back. Good shit. I see. I only, I never had the specialty. You you were very daring. You had the specialty slice. I had the uh, uh, I cheeseburger had and fries. Oh, dude, which I thought so I thought it'd be a pizza topped with cheeseburger and fries. Now, no, can you a, describe this to the viewers? So it's not just you, you're not just having what you describe it. This is two feet worth. Yeah, you know, you get a slice is a rectangle. It's a two foot long rectangle slice, which they chop up, like they cut up, like if it was a pizza. But instead of being a round pizza, it's a two foot triangle, and there are like thirty different toppings you can get. Yeah, it's insane. So my friend got a pepperoni slice, which is a two foot slice, which they cut up. It's probably four, four, three, three, like. Double digits in slices. Yeah. I got cheeseburger and french fries for some fucking weird reason. I got I panicked. I froze. So it was just a... There was no sauce. It was just a mm. two-foot slice of pizza dough. That sounds dry. Very, very dry. Oh. Regretted it right away. But I powered through it, most of it. So I wanted to go so back I, to get like a pizza slice to see how much... I, I, could, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could pound pizza away. So I wanted to see how much I could but do you it. You did two feet by yourself, dude. That's fucking crazy. And they had this. They had this great slice. It's, it's a two foot slice, triangle slice, topped with cheese fries, mozzarella sticks, and chicken nuggets. Oh, dude, that sounds like a heart attack. We're not. We're not getting that one. <laughs> Maybe we will. Actually, it's a college night, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they were opening up a new, bigger place because it's a line to get in. It's a very, very, very oh, small dude, place. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. And then my friend and I were going to go back, and uh, everything fucking closed down. So we're looking forward to life going back to somewhat normal. So we can go back and try pizza barn. Cause I was just talking about somebody at work. Somebody lives up there and I'm like, go to pizza barn. Dude, you come up next time to go, go over there. You better hit me up. I, I want to come with. Hell yeah, bro, man. Now I'm fucking starving for pizza barn pizza. <laughs> but See, I want to do something. I want to do another type of slice. So the last time we went, we, uh, or it was actually the last time was our first time. Um, we got just a pepperoni slice. Well, it was like the two foot. The two yeah, foot friend got yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm down to try something a little bit more exotic, especially if we're going to like college throwback. I, I was a little bit of a fat ass back then. But what What was cool? The the cheeseburger had actual cheeseburgers, not like chopped up cheeseburger. It was actually cheeseburgers. That's wild. That's wild. Topped with Did French you fries. That? No, I ate half of it. Okay. And they give you ketchup. So is that as dry? You have to pour the ketchup on yourself, or whatever. So it wasn't too dry. Pizza. That's, that's but it's like weird. It wasn't really a pizza. It was like a burger. Yeah. But it was fucking good. Dry but good. I saw they had like penny alavaca pizzas yeah. there too for that. They they had a lot of wild stuff. It was there. like thirty. I, I, again, I, they they had a macaroni and cheese pizza, which I thought about getting too. I'm like, <laughs> no, no but it said it said you want for the crazy one. There was these three fucking huge fat guys. 
<laughs> and I don't mean that's like a negative disrespect. I'm trying to be descriptive here. And they ordered that one slice. Like they ordered two of those slices. The, the, mozzarella, the mozzarella sticks, chicken nuggets, God. cheese fries slices. Between the three of them. They did, they did damage. They didn't finish them, but they did damage. And uh, my, Did they uh, live afterwards? Or did they, they left. I don't know what happened to them. I haven't heard any obituaries. <laughs> and we never saw them again. Yeah. But yeah, oh man. Pizza porn. Way off topic. Wow. Okay. Now I'm hungry. No, I'm I'm stoked though. Yeah, but so good for you. I, good for you for making. I'm excited uh, again for New Year's. Yeah, mountain at a molehill. You guys did a smart move, doing it the right way. Yeah, I'm gonna be home alone, probably dealing with my fucking parents, and then drinking my sorrows away like I always do. I'm gonna have to zoom with you at one point then. Okay, can I watch you eat the fucking pizza barn slice? <laughs> Should I describe each taste, could each you, bite? Could to you, you please? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that just for you. I'll, I'll open the box just for you, and then I'll, then I'll zoom off. Mm, preach. <laughs> um, my go-home thought is the same thought I had in the beginning of the show, Mark. Next week, December 26th. Go live! We're going live on Podbean. I checked out Podbean today. I was looking up something, and uh, I think it's only Podbean. has every single episode of A Shot of Wrestling, all 235 episodes in their library. Thank you, Podbean. So if you ever want to go back and listen to how this sh- horrible the show sounded five years ago, and how much we improved, uh, go back and listen to some old episodes. slightly better. <laughs> sometimes I'll go back and listen to another old show. I know Green Man used to do that sometimes, and just how the difference in quality between now and then. But again, all 235-plus episodes, because we had some bonus episodes. You had the Love Hotline with Eric Jaden. We had some exclusive interviews. All on the Podbean app, on the Podbean website. It's Podbean, Shot of Wrestling, no A. So, again, we'll be there this Saturday, the 26th of December, live for our year-end award shows, The Putties. Exactly. Putty's favorite show for his favorite episode. And I actually have to admit, it's my too. It's an award show. It's a very special show. It's the end of the year. And, of course, it's a fifth year doing it. We got to do it live, man. I am yeah. stoked to do that uh, and to share that experience uh, with our loyal listeners. And hopefully they can chime in as well. We have some fun with them. Fuck that, Mark. I'm not waiting anymore. Wow. Let's, 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 let's do some of the categories now. Oh, are we doing it? We're gonna, okay, cool. We're, we're going to do the, the, the normal ones. The yearly okay. annual awards. Superstar of the year. Match of the year. Moment of the year. Breakout star of the year. Then we got some new ones. Acquisition of the year. A lot of acquisitions to different shows, Mark. Right. The one to watch in 2021, which is one of my favorite awards because two years ago, I had a huge bomb. In this past year, I resurrected myself, so I'm looking forward to this year, Mark. Fucking EC3, man. What a fucking bomb that was. <laughs> uh, brand of the year or show of the year. Now, there's we have because we have Impact, Dynamite, NXT now. There's so many shows to choose from, Mark. And the one you suggested, uh, promo of the year. So I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to wait, releasing throughout the week. But fuck that. We're going to do it now. You're, you seem really excited about the promo of the year. It seemed like you have one already in mind, targeted already. Oh, dude, no. I have a few in mind. I still have to narrow it down to the, the one because uh, I feel like there were a lot of good promos this year. And, uh, you know, being a manager myself, being like one that shoots promos usually for wrestling, uh, you know, I, I think it's just such a cool art form to see. And you got to give love to the talkers out there. So I'm excited, Mark. Uh, I might even dress up. Dude, can you please dress up in one of your putty outfits that you do for commentary? Yeah, I got one in mind. I might, yes! I might do like business up top, party in the bottom. 
<laughs> Zoom style. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you dress up, I'm going to dress up too. I haven't dressed up in like forever. I have all these fucking blazers sitting in my closet collecting dust now, so no commentary anymore. <laughs> well, for now. For now. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, because we'll, of all that's going on. We'll see. Like, no, no. You, you think, you're not going to retire on, on air right now from commentary. Please. Maybe. Please. Maybe. No, you because we suck, Mark. We have to follow notes. Oh, stop. stop. We're, we're very green, Mark. We suck. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you're in the war. Next time you hear our voices, they'll be live on Podbean. The voice of a shot of wrestling, Shane Fair, is going to help us with some white glove treatment as well. So it's going to be a big show. Yeah, Shane Fair. Big, big show. I can't talk about it enough because I've been, like, it's the show I look forward to all year. So, uh, yes, Podbean, December 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned to our social medias. Shot of Wrestling, No A, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. It will hook you up with all our pertinent information. Michael J. Putty, across the board, yourfavoriteactor.com, correct? They find your social medias. That is correct, my friend. That is correct. You are also re-releasing the categories again, so you guys can vote in and chime in your two cents. You could tweet us or DM us on Instagram and get involved in the conversation. Mark, this is going to be the most interactive show in a shot of wrestling history. I will be on the Twitter account that whole show. You just have to hashtag putties so I can follow along and we'll have some fun. Can't wait. So I guess until then, Mark, we got a week to prepare. We do. And I have a week we to get do. some fucking Christmas shopping done. Holy shit. I got to hurry the hell up. Oh, thank God I have a wife. She helped me out with that. <laughs> yeah, what would you do without your wife, man? Oh, my God. She's an angel. I have no idea. I'd be, probably be face down a pool dead somewhere. Probably. <laughs> God bless her. God bless her, indeed. And your dog. Can't forget about your dog. Oh, my dog. Yeah. She's the... Where is she? Where did my dog go? Anyway. <laughs> so, will, he, will you hear us from the 26th? So, until then, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Hope you guys had a great Hanukkah. Whatever other holidays there are, there's like, there's like 30 holidays this month, Mark. And we'll see you on the 26th of the awards. Until then, putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>